Welcome to the Mighty Mentality Mentor Podcast, where we discuss the interplay between our mindset, our skill set, and the results that we get. I'm your host, NLOG. So, last time we discussed some of the common fears that we start to receive or, or get after we've decided, you know what, that is, that's the goal, that's the target, that's what I want to get. And naturally, after deciding that we're going to go carve ourselves a path towards that target, feelings of fear and a little bit of analysis paralysis and lack of self-esteem can start to creep in. Uh, We briefly touched on imposter syndrome. And ultimately, we summarized that the fear that we feel with regard to our goals come in different shapes and sizes and that we need to be able to understand each to begin to try to overcome it. Because obviously this isn't something that we want to be dealing with on a regular basis. Uh, realizing also that a lack of results can be overshadowed by adequate skill sets. Guys, I want to make sure that I am clear about this podcast and my message This isn't any sort of wishy-washy, fake-it-till-you-make-it, motivation, bullshit podcast, okay? We measure what we want to manage, and we attain results through objective measurements, through things that you can take a look at and, and, and measure the change and see that performance change whether it's for the good or the bad, a key performance indicator, okay? So today we're going to go over the Dunning-Kruger and some self-sabotage and loop back to the MSR feedback loop. So last time we had kind of talked about the imposter syndrome and I briefly mentioned the Dunning-Kruger effect. Now the Dunning-Kruger effect in psychology is a cognitive bias whereby People with limited knowledge or competence in a given intellectual or social domain greatly overestimate their own knowledge or competence in that domain relative to objective criteria or to the performance of their peers or of the people in general. Okay, so long story short, the underqualified overestimate their abilities and the overqualified underestimate their abilities. That's the Dunning-Kruger effect. So I feel like that's exactly what we're talking about right there, you know, and and I'm kind of glad that I actually, you know, started kind of going down a rant of this isn't kind of a wishy-washy, you know, motivational podcast uh, because again, you know, these folks overestimate their own knowledge or competence in a particular domain relative to objective criteria. 
it's it, it's a a zone of high subjectivity when one believes that they're better than what they actually are okay you measure what you want to manage so to solve that you want to look at the results that you're getting and try your best to exclude your mindset because you know sometimes the same things that help us can also blind us uh, such as you know sometimes the blurred lines between confidence and arrogance um, and this is all to determine whether you are affected by the Dunning-Kruger effect right because you don't want to be going down a path where you are blind to your own weaknesses and shortcomings it's not a good idea what happens is you start believing you are at a place that more often than not you may be a little bit farther in your mind than that which you actually are so the gap between where you want to get to your target or your goal the gap is much larger and so uh, that's a straight ticket to disappointment city in my opinion so you know from that i'd have to say that self-sabotage is, is usually the next sort of fear that manifests itself in in various bizarre ways man i mean you know self-sabotage is such a bizarre thing where you know we in a way we're kind of well uh, it says it in the name we are sabotaging ourselves okay and and it can come in such weird ways you know some of the reasons are well you, you just you would never expect it um, actually six reasons behind self-sabotage by Raquel Peel et al conducted by the Cambridge University Press back in 2019 states that one of the reasons is insecure attachment styles, low self-esteem, fear of getting hurt, fear of commitment, unhealthy relationship beliefs, or, you know, in a way, kind of uh, expectation. And finally, coping mechanisms and problems when it comes to matters of the heart. So those are the six reasons behind self-sabotage. And in summary, these reasons are pretty wishy-washy. You know, in my opinion, a, a more tangible solution is to look at this through the lens of the MSR feedback loop. Uh, I, as much as, as much as the message of positivity and and motivation and, and all of that is is, it's certainly a good thing. I'm not taking it away from anybody at all, but motivation runs out. Motivation is is kind of like the ver the first spark that that lights a flame. That's the first spark. That first spark goes away. And if you don't have more items, whether it's wood or what have you, to be able to continue with the flames, then then you're not going to be able to keep feeding the fire and wood and other substrates that you would use to feed the flame that's your willpower that's your habits other tangible measurable items outside of just motivation so again i'm not knocking motivation you guys we just need something less wishy-washy a more tangible solution so let's take a look at the msr feedback loop again here 
in this piece, you can see that we're, our focus at this point is the bridge between mindset and results. Okay, and of course, like anything, there's there's pros and cons. And between the bridge of mindset and result, as we move from mindset to results, so how your mindset can affect your results. One positive that you can get out of it would be when the mindset is strong enough to believe in oneself so that the person is able to achieve the desired result because their current array of skill sets may have transferable skills, uh, often originating from unrelated domains. It's, well, I mean, that's why you call it transferable skills, but these transfer, uh, excuse me, these transferable skills, these are so important because that's how you're able to spend time in one domain, thereby increasing that same skill set in other domains. And you're kind of gaining time back in that sense. You could be working on one skill set that happens to have a place in five separate domains and you happen to be working within one of them now you've just gained that skill set for the other four domains without spending a single extra minute that's huge we'll come back to that after and one one con or or, or sort of a um an issue that can come out of the bridge between mindset and results where your mindset affects your results would be self-sabotage and perfectionism. It can get in the way of desired results when your mindset acts as a hindrance. You know, people who choke, you know, they say um, in basketball, we say choke artists, right? You know, people that choke when when the time comes to take the shot, right? And, and for me, the solution to that would be optimizing your skill set to help with confidence because if your mindset is affecting your results where your mindset is not adequate to handle the pressures of the moment to ensure that you have a good result your solution is to work on that skill set you got to work on that skill set so that you know when you get to that big moment that big moment isn't going to be as big it's going to be another day at the office. It's going to be shooting at your local basketball court before the big game. It's it's going to be getting more sparring time in before the big tournament. It's going to be going out there and, and having your 10-second elevator pitch to a person that you know you are not going to sell to, okay? But you're doing that just for the practice. So... The next thing that we want to go over is we want to go over how your results can now affect your mindset. Because again, there's a pro and a con to, to just about anything and everything in life. So the pros of how your results can affect your mindset would be results coming from a lower impact or a lower perceived level of importance through skill set building can give one the confidence necessary to perform well, even if it's their first time. You know, the, the, the dreaded first time is a, uh, well, it's a paradox. How are you supposed to gain enough experience to do well your first time if you've never done a repetition in whatever 
that may be? Well, you work on your skill sets. Now, a con that can come out of your results affecting your mindset would be diminished confidence from undesired results or a pattern of undesired results. If we start to see that we are consistent in not getting the right result, it's kind of mess you up, man. So again, for this particular bridge, the solution is going to be the same as, as what it was on the opposite or the reverse. You got to optimize your skill set to compensate with your lack of results. So it, in, as an example, playing chess, you know, when I, when I'm playing chess and I'm going through a rough, rough losing streak, uh, what I like to do is, is I like to start playing puzzles. You know, you're not, you're not playing a zero sum game anymore. You're playing against a computer that really, you know, your record isn't really affected. And, and it, it's a little bit different. So these puzzles, what they are is, uh, for those that don't play chess, they, they're, they're a configuration that's already kind of set. It's, it's not the original starting configuration where you have an opening, a mid game, and then an end game. Um, it, it, it starts off in kind of a configuration, kind of like something that you would be seeing in, in a mid game. And then the, the objective is, in essence, to find the best moves that you have available to you with that configuration. And so it, it kind of gives you a little bit of practice in positions that sometimes you might not see yourself in. And it kind of gives you that breadth as opposed to depth in the pathway that you sort of know the most. So if you're accustomed to, to proceeding or playing the game through a particular opening, you know, there's only going to be so many different configurations of the board that you're going to have as a result of that particular opening. There are going to be some configurations on the board that you're never going to see simply because of the opening that you use. And so these puzzles give you that ability to see different positions where you normally don't see. And that helps out in giving you a better result when it comes time to play against another person because you start to kind of see different positions and it kind of comes second nature. Okay. Um, one thing that I like to do for jujitsu, obviously, is getting more time sparring. There's a great video by Faraz Zahabi. Uh, shout out to Faraz and Joe Rogan. But in the Joe Rogan podcast, Faraz talks about how you can work out as long as you don't redline. You can work out every day as long as you don't redline. And that's huge because... If you're able to get the mat time in more than your opponent, then you're gonna end up being more technically sound. So getting more time sparring is huge. Uh, practicing your elevator pitch with people, again, that you don't think that you're gonna do business with anyway, go ahead and get the practice in. And practice that one part that you can't play until you're able to get it then perform the entire song from start to finish. Uh, when I was deep into trying to play the piano and just increase my skill set for playing the piano when I was producing hip hop and rap music, 
obviously you're going to end up playing parts of the song uh, that you're trying to learn. Uh, and it's going to be difficult, right? And you're going to have to practice that one part. You might have 80, 90% of the, the song figured out and everything's a-okay. But if you can't get that one part, you can't play the whole song. So, you know, obviously uh, you got to do what you got to do. So you, you play the one part until you figured it out, right? So that's, uh, that's big. So in summary, I want to use the relationships between mindset skill set and results to help you determine whether your skill sets are sufficient to achieve a desired result measure wherever possible we can't manage it if we can't measure it we can adjust our skill sets in a setting of low perceived level of importance to achieve a better result when we are in a setting of high perceived level of importance in doing so, we gain enough repetition necessary to get the practice that we need to grow the skill set. This increases our positive outlook or strengthens our confidence. And that's huge. That is huge because if you don't have that adequate practice, how can you have the confidence to perform well when you believe that everything is on the line? So I want to end it at that. Give us a follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Mighty Mentality Mentor. I'm also on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok at Mighty Mentality Mentor. On Facebook at Mighty.Mentality.Mentor. And on X at Mighty Mentality. Thanks again for tuning in.